God, we thank you for the sunshine outside, Lord. I just thank you for these students. Lord, I pray that as we uh, reflect on, on what this weekend is coming up, what this represents, Lord, help us not to forget the uh, importance of it and just not uh, remember it just this weekend, God, but uh, remembering uh, why and how this, this stuff impacts our entire life. Lord, your, your death and, and resurrection. God, I just pray that um, as we uh, focus on, on your word tonight, Lord, that you, uh, that you help uh, us block out anything that might be going on outside uh, of you, God, and just focus in on you. Lord, I pray that we take what we learn and apply it to our lives. God, and I just pray uh, for these students and help them to know how much we love them and how much you love them. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bibles, open up to 1 John 4. Uh, I am very excited uh, today, not just because it is Wednesday, which I'm always excited on Wednesdays, because, um, because Wednesdays I get to hang out with you guys. Um, also, uh, tonight begins the Blue Jackets March to the Stanley Cup Championship, um, and I'm hoping it lasts more than just four games, and uh, I'm not... Too sold that it it won't, but hopefully maybe some way somehow they'll beat the Penguins. You never know, and uh, I don't know. Do you guys like the Blue Jackets? Anyone like watching hockey? Okay, I, I get real into it. Like I get so into it, you know. I, I steal my parents' cable password and, and stream it uh, at my house. Um, if if you guys um, uh, are 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 unaware, I do not have a cable. I have like a, a fake cable. And so, like, I, I like stream things um, on, on this this app called Sling, and unfortunately, this channel uh, does not have or Sling does not have the channel that the Blue Jackets game is on. So, thankfully, my parents have it, and my dad is willing to give me a little piece of my inheritance early by letting me use his cable password. Um, also, just to give you guys a little update on Baby Morgan, uh, we're like five and a half weeks away from D-Day, and D-Day being due day, which doesn't make sense, but that's the day that it's due, May 22nd, so we're like, I'm like freaking out, so I, I realized this week that I can't take care of myself, so how can I take care of a child? Uh, so it, we're all in this together, isn't that that Harry Potter song? Um, high School Musical, okay, that's what it's from, I, I don't know my movies well either, so this is going to take a group effort, so I'm going to, I'm going to need your guys' help, too. I'm sure Brittany's going to be great. Uh, I'm just going to need a lot of moral support, okay? And, uh, and you know, if you're not aware, I'm, I'm a semi-emotional guy as well, too. Uh, so I might have some uh, breakdowns um, as I'm changing diapers and just things like that. I don't know what I'm doing, okay? So I don't even like holding babies, all right? Because uh, I'm afraid I'm going to drop them. The other night we went over to our friend's house, and and they have a two-week-old child. I, I guess it's a girl, two-week-old girl, and they offered for me to hold it, and I said, "No, that's your child." Like, I, 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 you know, what if I drop it? Things like that, you know, so much pressure. So, like I said, it's going to take a group effort, and, and maybe this kid will try. I, I think it's going to be more of like dual survivor uh, between me and the child, and we'll see who, who makes it out. Um, 
Hopefully at least a child. And so, did I tell you to open your Bibles first John 4? Yeah. All right, sorry. See, now even with this, this whole baby thing, my mind's just scattered. So, going back to what we have, what we have talked about in, in 1 John, we spent, uh, this will be our ninth week. Yeah, wow. Ninth week on 1 John. We have saw a lot of different things. We've seen some major themes, though, that John has hit. But we've seen things how, like how Christ is our life. How he was manifested in the flesh. And how he lived here on earth. And he died here on earth. And he, and he rose from the dead. We also saw how because he, he lived here on earth and died for us, we can have fellowship and we can have a relationship with the Father. We also saw... Uh, we also talked about joy and the differences between joy and happiness. Happiness is circumstantial. It's based on our circumstances. And, and joy is something that is unwavering. Unwavering. Our circumstances do not change our joy. We talked once again about how Jesus came as a real man. And, and, and how confession is something that's so important in the lives of believers. Confession's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-and-done. Confession needs to be something that is consistent in the lives of believers. We need to be continually confessing our sins. We talked about what it means to truly know God, to know Jesus on a deep level, not just the surface level Friendship. You guys, some of you guys have a, a, a lot of different friends, and some of those friendships are, are very surface level. They're very shallow. One of my friends uh, from college, who I, I don't talk to uh, much anymore, I was pretty good friends with him, but it kind of was kind of shallow. Was a guy by the name of Jamil, and we were really close. Jamil was a cool dude. And we had a lot of things in common. We both liked the Cleveland Indians. We both really enjoyed the, movies, Angel, the movie Angels in the Outfield. And we would act it out. Like, you know, with the... You guys are too young. Never mind. Great. That movie was a huge part of my childhood. And you guys missed it. It came out in like 1994. Make sure you catch it. It's a good one. It's probably not in theaters. But, uh, and, and so me and Jamil were, were, were pretty close. We really we enjoyed the same types of music. And, and we, we enjoyed uh, sports, and we would play sports together. And, and we, were, we were close then. And now, as, as life has gone on, we're kind of, um, it's kind of more of a shallow friendship now. We're not talking about deep things. We're not, we're not discussing things like that. And, it, and he's living uh, in the Middle East currently. And he's at a, a school where he's teaching English. And... and it's a very shallow friendship. I don't know Jamil like I used to know him. However, my best friend Braden, me and Braden are like uh, two peas in a pod. We're really, really close. I, I, I met him when I was a freshman in high school, and, and our friendship carried throughout our youth group days in high school and, and, and school, and, and throughout college. We'd go and visit each other at our different schools. 
and we're still friends to this day despite his mad obsession with Star Wars. Okay? We're still really close. I got together with him and, and a couple other of my buddies from, from youth group, from my youth group, uh, on Saturday morning, and we went and played the fun sport of foot golf. Okay? Foot golf. Sounds awesome. I'm really bad. Okay? But we had a really good time doing it. And I was able to have some really great conversations with Braden and some of my other friends afterwards. And that really showed the, the, the depth of our friendship. We were able to talk about real and authentic things. And, and we have those friendships. Some of us have those, the, some of us have those deep friendships and others that are more shallow. When we look at what it means to really know God, it's knowing Him on a deep level and not just the surface level friendship. Caleb shared with us on how we are to not love the world, but we're to love God. We have two choices we can make. We can either love the world or we can love God. There's no in-between. There's no gray area. You get one choice. You have to make that choice. Sometimes we don't realize that we are making that choice. But you have a choice to make. Are you going to love God? Or are you going to love the world? We talked about deception and false teachers, which we'll, we'll see a little bit more tonight. We talked about people who, who maybe twist the gospel. Or, or we, we also talked about how sometimes there are people who are of us, who go out from us, and they were never really truly part of of us. You'll see people, you'll see people who will come to church and, and they might act like they are believers, but one day they will they will fizzle out. And, and John talks about how sometimes when we see that those people were really never of us. And, and of us not being necessarily part of our congregation, but of Christ. We talked about being how we are God's child if we are believers. And how we are to not make a practice of sinning. We sin. But we are to not make a practice of sinning. We are not to live a sinful lifestyle. Something that is continuing. When I was like in Georgia or wherever I was, Kurt Householder was up here and he taught on loving others. And, and, and laying down our lives for others. Kurt did a great job describing what it means to really love others and how through loving others we can share the gospel with others. Something that is so, so important. And then last week we talked about abiding in God. And if we, can, if we keep God's commands, John says that God uh, that, that if we abide in God, God abides in us. And we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. And so we'll continue tonight talking about that spirit in which he has given us. So this is the ninth week. We're, we're trudging through. And we're coming up on, on the last few chapters. We're almost uh, done with First John but it's very important, it's very important that we hit verse by verse. If you, if you notice, we haven't skipped any verses so far. We've hit everything. 
And that's important as we're going through a, a chapter, as we are studying. So this chapter begins with a discussion of the conflict between the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. We're going to begin by reading verse 1. And John writes, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So this sounds very familiar to what we talked about when we went through First uh, John, when we were in First John 2, more specifically verses 18 through 20, when, when John was talking about the false prophets. John brings up this, uh, this, he brings it up again to show the importance. It was really important in that day to, to the, the people just outside Ephesus that he was teaching to that uh, acknowledging and discerning false teaching. That was super important because there was a lot of it going on. John didn't want the people to believe everything that they heard. He genuinely loved the people <coughs> that he was writing to. And that causes him to once again warn them of those dangers. And his warning is, is very clear. And behind every statement, behind every statement that you see and that you hear is a spirit. But not every spirit is the spirit of God. John's saying that we shouldn't necessarily believe everything that we hear. Have you guys ever heard of um, a very reliable website called Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah. How many of you guys, most of you, well, no, I'm not going to ask you because you guys are all like, oh, yeah, I can. I'm sure your teachers encourage you not to use it for research papers. Is that correct? Yeah. All right, how many of you use it anyways? Yeah. All right, okay. I know I've been there. When we were in college, when we were in college, you know, our college had um, uh, a Huntington University Wikipedia page, okay? We were kind of a big deal um, because not many, not every university had one, all right? So we thought we were a big deal because we had uh, a Wikipedia website. Well, Brittany thought she was uh, sneaky and uh, somehow got on there. I don't know. I don't know if it was her or her roommate, but one of them got on on the school's Wikipedia page, and she put Brittany Edmonds, because that was her maiden name, Brittany Edmonds and Rachel Batdorf are the best roommates in the history of roommates, or something like that, okay? So now that might not necessarily be true, okay? You know, she might be a little subjective to that, or objective, I don't know the difference. Anyways, uh, someone will teach me later. All right, but anyways, so anyone can write anything, on Wikipedia, right? So I could get on the Blue Jackets Wikipedia page, instead of putting zero Stanley Cup championships, I can put 100. They've only existed for 16 years, but somehow they've won 100 Stanley Cups, okay? I would like to find where all of them are. But anyone can change anything on Wikipedia. Anyone can create a website and say anything and claim it to be true. Anyone can tweet anything and claim it to be true. What are all, uh, all the politicians, everyone talking about? Uh, fake news. All right, fake news. Okay? Anyone can say anything 
And if you think it comes from a reliable source, you automatically assume it's true. How many times have you listened to an adult or someone in authority tell you that something's true, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's true. I like a show that's called The Middle. I don't know if any of you guys have ever watched The Middle. All right. So anyways, there was an episode recently where uh, Brick, you know, little, little Brick, he, uh, he recently found out, around out that everything his mom had been telling him was uh, not true. Like she had just made up lies to get him to stop doing different things. And he believed her because she was, she was his mother and an authority figure. Sometimes we believe things that aren't necessarily true because the person who is saying them. I'll give you a few more examples. Like things like, um, I don't know if you guys watched any of the presidential debates or not, but a lot of the fact-checking, check, okay? A lot of the fact-checking that was going on. So one of the politicians would say something, and then someone would dig into the facts and post about whether or not that was true. All right, so fact-checking. We're going to talk about tonight. I want to encourage you guys to fact check what you hear. And I want you to fact check even me. When someone is teaching you the Bible, it's very, very, very important that you fact check. And you fact check with God's Word. That's why I like to encourage you guys to bring Bibles or to have Bibles or open up your Bibles. I could be telling you that something's in the Bible and it not be in the Bible, all right? And if you're not looking at God's Word, you might not realize that it's not in the Bible. That can be with anyone who's teaching you the Bible. I encourage you, open up your Bibles and follow along with what's being taught and check. That's not wrong. That's what John wants us to do. I don't encourage you guys even do that with Pastor John. All right, I don't think he's not. I don't think he's teaching anything that's not biblical. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, open up your Bible, check, read along, test that. It's so important that we do that, and that we use our source of fact checking. Let's look at verse two and verse three. It says, "By this." You know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you, have, which you heard was coming, and now is in the world already. So not only does John give us the command, the test, and the reason to test, but he provides us uh, the test itself. So if, if, if someone confesses that Jesus Christ has come from the flesh, then he is, is from God. We also need to continue uh, to, to check Scripture as well. But someone who does not confess Jesus as God, they are not from God. In the abiding union of the incarnation. He uses that to 
show and emphasize the abiding union of the incarnation. The man, Jesus, is God's Christ. Upon this truth, the Christian faith stands or it falls. And the incarnation is not secondary. It's not optional. It's essential. It's so, so essential. Let's continue on in verse 4. This is little children. You are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. In this verse, John reminds us that we are victors. We are victors. We have overcome. It's not that we are more intelligent or more skilled than those who are false prophets, those who are not of God. That's not it. We're not more intelligent than them, but we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have victory, and that victory is sealed by the one who is in us. And that's the only reason why that victory is sealed. John doesn't specify who is the one who has been given to us, but it's very clear from this teaching and from these verses that he is referring to the Holy Spirit. He is greater, he is superior than to the enemy who opposes. The one who is in the world is a reference to the prince, the prince of peace, and that is Satan himself, the devil. And the world is the devil's domain, and he attempts to steal, kill, destroy. We see that in, in John 10.10. 10. But, but the devil is rendered powerless by the greater spirit of God who lives in the lives of believers. Satan is no match for God. And we will have daily battles with the evil one. But when we yield our lives to the one who lives within us, we will be able to experience victory in those battles. Now that's some assurance. That is some assurance right there. Let's look at verse 5. They who are in the world, or they are from the world, therefore they speak from the world. And the world listens to them. So there's a difference in our origin. Those who are from the world and those who are from God. The world is their home if they are from the world. That means they listen to the world. They do things that the world likes. They try to please the world. Those who are from God will and should try to please God. Their home is not here. Because this is not our home. This is temporary. Which seems so weird to think about. Because this seems almost like everything. But this is not our home. Verse 6. We are from God. 
Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So this is how we discern. This is how we discern. It's through the spirit. We know what is from God and what is from, uh, what is from the world. You see, guys, there are false teachers out there. You will have people who are telling you things that they believe are true about Christianity, but they're not backed by Scripture. Ben, you guys can go on. Come on up. They will try to teach you all kinds of different things that can't be found in that book that you're holding. And then what does that have to do with this weekend? What, is the, what are those six verses that we talked about? What do those have to do with this Easter that we are celebrating? Well, on Friday, we celebrate Good Friday. When we remember Christ's death on the cross, where he was beaten like no one should ever be beaten. The beating alone should have killed him. He had to carry his own cross on which he was going to be hung up. That cross that should have been our cross. He was nailed to that cross and harassed by the people that were there. People who maybe once believed in him. He hung on that cross. And he did that for us. I encourage you on Good Friday to sit in remembrance of that. To think about the weight of that cross. Not just literally carrying that, but figuratively. What that cross means. He died on that cross. He was taken to a tomb or a grave. Stone was rolled in front. Three days later, he rose. He rose. He conquered death. He conquered death like no one ever had and no one ever will. He spent 40 days back around on earth. And then before he ascended, he told the disciples that he was giving them the Holy Spirit and to go make disciples. 
he overcame death. So now we can overcome. And it's only by him that we can overcome. And he's given us the Holy Spirit. Something that lives in us, in the lives of believers. And that's something that's so overlooked. Something that's completely almost forgotten about. Francis Chan wrote a book on the Holy Spirit called The Forgotten God. Something that's so important in the Trinity. And we see John talking about it over here in the, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The Holy Spirit who is in you greater than he who is in the world. No matter what kind of trials are going on in your life, no matter what kind of things might be going on with your, with your friends, your family, your sports team, your great school, whatever. Those seem like everything is just weighing down on you. Satan likes to use those things to distract us. He who is in you is greater, greater, not equal to, not less than. He is greater than he who is in the world. If you don't remember anything else about tonight, remember that. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for there is nothing else we can say about this weekend.